Welcome back, wonderful listeners, to the Trey Hand Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives with your absolutely wonderful host, Shanna Trahan. You can now purchase the book, 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent, on the TrahanTherapyCenter.com. It's been officially endorsed by a school board president. It's not just for parents, it's for anyone who lives or works with children. Now, on to our show. Thank you so much for joining me, your wonderful host, Shanna Trahan, at the Trahan Therapy Center. Something that I decided that needed to be discussed is police brutality on people with brown skin. It's not just African Americans, it could be Latinos, Hispanics. Um, anyone who does not appear to have some uh, specific or direct descendancy to the European areas or the Caucasus Islands or things like that. So I want to look at this from a mental health perspective and a global perspective. As a therapist who's working with people across the globe, light and dark, from different backgrounds, this is kind of tough, you know, and talking to many people, uh, different people have ideas about police officers. Some say that, you know, they just have always wanted to give back um, something that, you know, just give back to their communities. and. Others say things like, man, you know, policemen are bullies or policemen are, you know, just wanting to uh, get back at people from when they were in school and maybe other people might have bullied them and this is their way of being in a position to get back at people. Uh, I'm wondering if more psychological resources need to be given to the hiring, pre-hiring context of police officers as well as looking at their social media pasts and hearing from people from their high school years and finding out authentically who these people are. Are they coming in racist? Are they coming in biased? Are they coming in as a part of the KKK or the skinheads or some type of organization that promotes anything other than unity in the United States of America there are so many great opportunities and I think that being a police officer is something that should be an esteemed role that people in that role should be people of great character of great honor of great um positive resources of great intellect definitely in the social realm in knowing how to communicate and work with people of all races cultures backgrounds languages and this is something very important police there are 
so many different positions or roles in life you could have taken. And if living in a state of constant fear of people who don't look like you, who don't sound like you, and who don't represent you is in any way a problem, from a mental health perspective, it would seem very important that you choose a role in which you're not directly affecting the lives of those people. Guys, it's, it's important to wear a badge, but not to hide behind a badge. I remember being a young child and having, I don't know, learning about the people in the community. We had a community lesson, I guess it must have been social studies or something like that, and talking about all the people who help in our community. And they talked about police officers, firemen, uh, EMS workers, doctors, nurses, things like that. And so uh, postmen even. So as a kid, you're thinking, okay, these are the people who can help. These are the people who are resourceful. These are the people who are positive. These are the people I can count on. And as I'm getting older, as I'm observing more, it just begs to question, I mean, you know, do I tell people who look like me, who sound like me, who uh, come from places like where I come from, do I tell them that they can trust a police officer? Do I tell them that the blue is what, you know, makes sense that, you know, just dial 911 all the time when you have a problem and you can't solve it? Right now we're dealing with a huge pandemic of COVID-19 and it's adversely affecting people from all walks of life, all financial stances, all categories and cultures of people. And on top of that, well, that in itself creates so much panic, anxiety, fear, stress, and causes people to be in an emotional disarray unlike their usual psychological selves. And on top of that, for example, I have a relative whose spouse has COVID and lost their mother and two aunts within a week and a half of one another. And if you've got COVID, then that means you cannot go see these people go through the process of whatever services are held. How does someone cope with things like this? How does someone live with being excommunicated or spending a great time in distance from friends, coworkers, family members, 
living life differently, needing to wear a mask, needing to distance, needing to watch your back, making sure nobody is too close to you that might cough on you. When the social distance is six feet, but the germs can spread for 27 feet, when you might walk into the spray of someone else's sneeze or cough right after they did it and you did not know that you walked into it. People have heightened senses of fear and this is a very tough time. And on top of that, not just in Minnesota, but in different cities and states across America, we are killing brown people with no provocation and no justification. There should never be a time when someone calls the police regarding some counterfeit bills and someone ends up at the end of a knee to their throat. Any and all police officers should certainly go undergo multiple levels of psychological testing done from outside sources so that no one internally can affect their outcome. Police officers prior to becoming police officers should, and even while they are, at this moment, every single police officer should be going through psychological testing. Their Facebooks, their Instagram, their Snapchats, their TikToks, all of their social media should be, should be looked at. Who are these people? How do they think? How do they process information? What kind of things are they doing in the community? What are they teaching their kids about getting along with others? This country is called the United States of America. States coming together, working together, being collaborative, helping each other out. Last night I was with a friend and some additional um, acquaintances and we had gone out to this really nice restaurant uh, for my friend's birthday, which is actually Monday. So anyway, we were near kind of the downtown area. Well, I'll just tell you, we went to Vic and Anthony's, okay? So anyway, we were leaving there and trying to show another person how to get to 288, Highway 288 here in Houston. And there were so many policemen in different areas that we saw just kind of waiting, I guess, for things to pop off or kick off. And you know, just in preparation, just in case. And things have been getting crazier. And I don't think things would be as crazy if people felt more secure in their ability to walk down the street eating Skittles. If people felt more secure uh, in doing things that should be easy, customary, simple uh, and things like that but that is kind of you know I can you can't 
you just walk down the street. You can't take a jog, you know. I remember one of my, my step-great-grandmother, she and my grandfather had moved into a community in Harvey, Louisiana, Stone Bridge. And she they actually got to move on the street with her very name. Anyway, so one day she was walking down the street with her collie and um, I would imagine it was a Caucasian person who had called out uh, security or police and then they stopped her to ask her if she lived in the community. I don't understand as I communicate and listen to so many other people who, you know, when white people, I hate using that word, white people act to be act like they're so afraid of black people or brown people when and this is communication coming from a lot of other people okay so it's not necessarily my specific views um, and I'm not going to say that they're not necessarily my views so this is just me sharing with you after conferring with a lot of other people so when Caucasian people want to tan and be brown like brown and black people Caucasian people go in and then they have butt injections to have butts like black people, but they hate us and don't like us. And Caucasian people go in to have lip injections, though at one time they talked about the lips of brown and black people. It's like, you know, they want so much to be like brown and black people, but they hate. It's like a hate envy kind of negative terrible relationship when can people first begin to love themselves when we begin to love ourselves then we have less time to be focused on negativity and hate of other people you know Stop talking about the opportunities that uh, immigrants, we're all, everyone who was here, you know, from your great, great, great grandparents were all immigrants. So, but you're talking about people coming across the border. Yeah, I have a little issue with the legalities. Things should be done decent and in order. I agree, things should be done decent and in order. But when people are born here, or come here legally and they are working and people are talking about people taking jobs from each other and things like that and we don't like these people because of this or that. I just want you today to look in the mirror and ask yourself, do you even like yourself? What I found in time is that people who don't like themselves often find problems with a lot of other people. And so what does this mean? What am I talking about? I'm talking about getting down to the core of our issues. If brown and black people stopped spending money in stores for 30 days, if the only thing brown and black people bought were just groceries and gas, stayed out of shopping centers, 
stop buying unnecessary things for 30 days just 30 days if brown tan brown and black people and people who wanted to support tan brown and black people stopped buying online for 30 days this could cripple economies this could really you talk about COVID crippling an economy this could cripple economies when do we love ourselves enough to give a caring hand to our neighbors to stop being mean and rude and nasty to our neighbors to stop setting expectations for other people and you don't even know them because you were adversely affected by one person of another race, now all of a sudden, all of, all of that entire race is bad. That's limited thinking. That's limited thinking. So this is not, honestly, even though I started off talking about the police officers, it's not just about police officers. It starts with each single person in each community why don't you reach out and get to know your neighbors find out something that you have in common I'm not saying let everybody in your house and do kumbaya that way but what I'm saying is get to know your neighbors get to have some level of trust hey you know what i'm going out of town for a week can you watch my house you know be able to create some kind of camaraderie and positivity if we don't begin to work together the thing that we're most that the country is most afraid of is turning into a third world country but if we do not do better at learning to love ourselves and love thy neighbors, being decent toward other people, then this world will, this United States of America will eventually turn into a third world country where we're fighting uh, community to community, across one town to another town, from state to state, we'll all be battling one another. We'll all be battling one another. So I wish that I had a solution for this big thing. I do want to say this. The officers who had their knee on George's neck. Should all be charged with some level of murder. The last officer who had his knee there the longest should be first degree. And the others, second degree. You stood by, you watched as a human was being killed. Someone saying, hey, I cannot breathe. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering why, if they knew that this was the person who did something, $20, spent $20, $20 bill, whatever, whatever it was, and it was illegal fare, if that was something to be arrested for, why wasn't he just arrested and placed in the back of the police car? 
how did he get on the ground why did what, what what happened to the cuffs and then keeping yourself safe as an officer and then just putting him in the car and then figuring things out how did it get to this it got to death because those officers have no value of life they value power and hiding behind a shield and I will tell you that I know some police officers that are great people and who care about their community and who struggle every day to make things right where they are but then there are these people not just one four officers being there letting things happen and get out of hand Do you call 911 when you see something like that? Or do you just know that there'll be another funeral? How do you handle that? Are you afraid to call 911 when you see something like that? Do you think somebody's gonna come back, some officer's gonna come back and retaliate? I will say that the loitering needs to stop. The looting needs to stop. As I said earlier, the way to truly affect change is to stop shopping. Only buy groceries, only buy the necessities for 30 days only buy the necessities for 30 days and sit back and watch what happens do you care enough to do that going in and looting businesses of people who literally have nothing to do with this situation that part doesn't help that's really wrong I would also say that I think that all officers should meet with a therapist regularly. Knowing that person's mental status is very important. Seeing a therapist on a regular basis, once per week, once every two weeks, I think is something that officers should be mandated to see a therapist. And if they're having anxiety or things like that, that if they need medication, that they take me the medication that's needed based upon their physician suggestion. But I don't think that they get enough mental health access. I think it needs, it's in these, I think that police officers and people like this who deal with the public on a regular basis should be mandated to mental health counseling once a week or once every two weeks to keep them safe, them being the officers and the people on the street safe. I'll be right back after these messages. Thank you.
Welcome back and thanks for being here with Shanna Trahan, your wonderful host at the Trahan Therapy Center. When I think about that church shooting or those church shootings in North Carolina and the Caucasian male who was walked out of the church like a friend by police officers and given a bottle of water like a son. How is it that he could shoot all those people but be treated like that by the police? Do we really in America want it to turn into a white, tan, brown, black war? We have to work together. Now, I was watching this movie, and of course it is a movie, but anyway, uh, and people were in prison and the inmates ended up doing a takeover I guess it finally dawned on them that there were a lot more of them than there were officers I do not condone violence of any type we're talking about a movie And a government is only as good, as safe, as effective as the community or the citizens are at choosing to follow the rules, choosing to follow the laws, choosing to follow the guidelines. But if every citizen in the United States today decided to not follow the rules, to not follow the laws, what would happen here? What type of chaos would happen? And where would our country end up being? People, I think we're gonna have to make better choices for ourselves as individuals better choices for ourselves as neighbors and friends, better choices for ourselves as leaders in different places of schools, organizations, corporations. It's possible to live in a gated community, but still have people to come in and adversely affect your situation. When we have so many cases of white flight, I mean, I say the only place to go is Mars. I mean, you know, if you don't want to deal with people that are in the world, 
go to Mars. Just go ahead on. Just you know, get a big old um, can't uh, group of people and 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 go ahead if that's what you want to do. But as I communicate with people every day, I learn things that we have in common from all, I mean, with myself and people from all over the globe. We have more in common than we have that's not alike or dissimilar. And people within a race can have a lot of things that are dissimilar and only a few things that are alike. Be open-minded. Treat others the way that you would like to be treated. If you want to be treated like crap, well, treat other people like crap, I guess. I mean, that's not really, you know, a good and a positive way of doing things. But the point there about treat others like you want to be treated is imagining that you love and care about yourself enough. Therefore, you want want to be treated well. And in turn, your goal and purpose would be to treat others well. Show love to people, man. Show, show care and concern. Just like it could be a child, I know it could be your child. It doesn't matter what race they are. They could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. With the wrong people. And they could be a race of, that does not have tan and brown and black people in it. We need to get back to having some compassion, loving our neighbor, knowing our neighbors. All this uh, division that's taken place over this last presidency has been unfathomable, ridiculous, sad. Really sad. But anyway, focusing on the solution. So solutions here in my mind and in minds of others that I've spoken with, a couple of solutions are to stop spending money for 30 days. Just stop spending money if it's not on groceries or gas. If it's unnecessary, kids don't go back to school to August, August or September. You don't need to buy school supplies right now. Take a 30 day break. June 15th to uh, July 15th. Or you could just do any 30 days you want starting in the month of June. You could start June 1st. Start June 1st. Tan, brown, and black people have tremendous power in this country. And that includes Asians, Hispanics, Latinos. It includes... Middle Easterners, it includes, gosh, I mean, just everybody other than people who really, who look like what you might consider white. Stop spending money for 30 days and watch things change. We don't have to burn down buildings. We don't have to loot stores of store owners who had some, many of them have nothing to do with the state of 
things going on. All we have to do is stop spending money. Anyway, uh, I really would like some positive feedback on this and I hope that people will encourage their friends and family to be positive, to focus on the good, and to encourage uh, the government to cause police officers to have to go under uh, scrutinize very detailed psychological testing by an external source, not within the police um, station or police division that they'll be working through. Not um, just, it has to be a totally external entity as well as uh, fighting for police officers to have to be mandated to receive mental health counseling from a qualified mental health provider, licensed provider, be it a licensed professional counselor, be it a psychologist, and, you know, a psychiatrist if required or needed. Every peace officer should be mandated to receive mental health counseling on a regular basis. And if they're not doing it, then they will not be allowed to stay on the force, any force, anywhere in this country. That is the legislation that should be passed. Push this legislation. Many blessings to you, my listeners. Feel free to share this podcast as if it goes viral, then we get something out to the world that really needs to be shared. Many blessings and have a great day. It was lovely having you join us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe below and like us. Check out our blog at trayhantherapycenter.com. Remember, every day is a holiday. Treat yourself with a copy of the book at thetrayhandtherapycenter.com and share one with a friend. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend too. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.